0: Utactio captures a moment with makers, artists, content creators, and entrepreneurs. It intercepts these everyday people for a brief conversation as they are in the thick of developing their ideas and chasing their dreams. It is all about empowering you to remind you that great ideas and great change don't simply reside in white houses or corporate lines of code. It encourages you to do the right thing daily. It reminds you that the only way our world and our society progresses is if you take action around your ideas. So without any further ado, let's dive into our conversation for today. Uh, right. so welcome to the second episode of Utactio. Utactio. Wait, what is it? Yeah. Exactly. There we go. It's utactio. So utactio means utactio, and supposedly, according to Google, that's Latin for to take action. So what this podcast is all about is people trying to do something about the ideas that they have. So I figured I couldn't find a good URL, so I was looking up a, uh, an, an idea for the URL and found that Latin phrase. So
1: I love it. Utactio.
0: Ut. Yeah. Ut actio.
1: Okay. We took a while to figure out our name. <laughs> 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 we did take a while to figure yeah. out our name. heres yours, you're going to have to have like um, one of the pronunciation.
0: I think, uh, yeah. I, d- I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right. So I hope I am. Yeah. So why d- how did you guys get uh, Garage Potters?
2: Well, we started off working in the garage. so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is where we are today.
1: But we had a lot of options. We yeah. D- it actually took a long time. So we first, what was the first name that we were thinking of oh centered, centered clay centered clay we couldn't, sen- we couldn't center
0: anything.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but then we, that was a little bit too zen for our brand i think so,
0: so the now trash you're
1: of garage <laughs> potters was was more fitting we also had like um pottery instead of that was for a long time my favorite because it was
0: pottery instead fun. of
1: yeah like we
2: procrastinate everything to do pottery like we're supposed to be cleaning our house, oh. but it's like, oh, let's go do pottery. So, I think we got it, but maybe the general person won't get it.
1: I don't know. It might be like, you, <laughs> I Yeah, that's
0: potters, a good point. It is. <laughs> simple. Yeah, maybe I should back it off. Make it a little bit more <laughs> simple. Make it a little more simple for people.
1: I like your name. I was just kidding.
0: No, that's... that's. Uh, I, I get it. I know I'm going to receive a lot of flack for that.
1: No, but it is like... Yeah, and it changes. And for a long time, I didn't like the name GarageBotters. Like, that was not my first choice. But now I think it's really, it like, has grown to something that I like. Yep.
0: So uh, we've kind of talked a little bit, but we haven't actually heard who you guys are. So uh, whoever wants to start, why don't you introduce yourselves?
2: I'm Elise. Uh, Serma, Hello, Elise. Formerly, formerly yeah, Elise for, Carlson. Yeah. There you go. And sister-in-law oh, okay. we are sister-in-law potters
0: okay yeah where, where are you from elise
2: minnesota brainerd
0: brainerd minnesota shout out, shout out to <laughs> one of the greatest places in minnesota what why did you uh end up coming out to bozeman
2: um well if you are at our wedding you would have heard the full story from luke's cousin jared but i followed luke out to montana Luke was like, "Hey, I'm going to MSU." So I was like, "Oh, I will too."
0: So you knew right then and there that's this is where you wanted to be. And yep. it was uh, it was high. It was uh, really driven by Luke coming out here.
2: Yeah, yeah, Luke liked it and then I came out and I loved it and I told my parents I'm moving out. Yeah. So.
0: What, how did your parents take that?
2: Uh, they were My mom cried. Oh, she definitely of course. cried the first time I told her. Did she really?
1: Yeah, she she was sad. But I've never heard that story. <laughs> you <don't>, you <laughs> that is sad we don't need to dissect it here but i do want
0: to <laughs> cool so did you why so you went to school out here
1: yep
2: got my accounting degree ah
0: so you're Day very job. good at accounting
1: i wouldn't say very good yeah uh moderate
0: moderately good
1: you're the moderate accountant <laughs> <laughs> so our tagline is the amateur potter and also the moderate accountant <laughs> Just shooting for mediocrity, I would say. <laughs> kind of our motto here. Yeah.
0: I like it. Aim right where you can hit it. Yeah. I think, yep. right? Yep. So you went to school for accounting. Yep. And then what happened? Did you did you fall in love with accounting? I
2: do like accounting. I work at an awesome place and I have a fun day job doing that. And then we can get to it later, but okay. we also like doing POTS.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And
2: everything else, Montana.
0: Yeah, yeah. What's your What's your favorite Montana activity right now? Well, pottery. Uh,
2: I wouldn't say it's a Montana activity. Yeah, true.
0: maybe skiing. Skiing. Okay. Yeah,
2: snow's coming. We're about to get going.
0: Yeah. Everywhere we look, like I said earlier, every Everywhere we look, we've got snow on the mountains. Yep. So, so pretty exciting. Skiing for sure. Yeah, it's gonna be a fun year. Uh, Claire, how about you? Why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Okay, I'm Claire. I am. Luke, the first guest's sister, and Elise's sister-in-law, <laughs> and grew up in the same central Minnesota town as Elise and Nate. True, we were thirty miles apart. Probably um, grew up in a little bit more of a l- rural Minnesota town.
0: Okay, and what brought you? What brought you out to Bozeman then?
1: <coughs> it's a really great question.
0: You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um so I first came to Bozeman probably like five years ago, right? I think it was five years ago and I've kind of I moved from I was living in the Bay Area in California for a bit.
0: Okay. And then
1: came here. Um actually sorta followed Luke also, saw all of his pictures and was just like that's where I wanted to be. Yeah. Um and then have moved around Montana and then out of the country for some time. And okay. recently, last year, I moved back to Bozeman.
0: Okay. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. All right. So you came out to Bozeman. Uh, you saw all the pretty pictures. And yeah. You're like, oh, my God, this is where I got to be. Yeah. Right? So. Yeah. W- yeah. It
1: was. T- I feel like it's sort of how most of us got here is I, like, packed everything I owned into my car and just like drove out here didn't have a job slept on a couch for a bit and then like my goal wasn't initially my goal wasn't like oh a job out here it was like to get here and the rest was kind of pieced together once i arrived
0: didn't you go to school out here for a little while
1: i did i mean in missoula oh okay mm-hmm. university of montana
0: okay so that's the other part of montana you you lived in then. exactly is that the only part of Mon- other part of montana you lived that in?
1: that is the only other part
0: how I do you say that Bozeman. Bozeman is compared to oh Missoula?
1: That's such a tough question. I feel like that's such a polarizing question too. Oh, because people uh-oh. are either like very attached to one or the other. Yeah. and There's not a lot of middle ground. I really, I appreciate. Well, what's your what's
0: your favorite part about each?
1: My favorite part about each. Um. I think the outdoor adventure in bozeman like the okay. accessible accessible it's it's more accessible to outdoor adventure um and i think the music scene and art scene in missoula
0: oh very cool we've
1: had a, we've had a lot of good times in missoula elise and i <laughs> have had great times in Missoula. <laughs> <laughs> we love, <we> love Missoula.
0: <laughs> up there for concerts and stuff or yeah what? we've been to causing Actually, trouble the last
1: time we were there we saw salsa band yeah
0: Oh, yeah, did you both dance?
2: There were all these couples dancing
1: salsa. Claire and I don't
2: know how to dance salsa. We gave it a go and it didn't work. So I
1: think it worked really well. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> it might have worked.
1: In my head, it worked flawlessly. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, w- it was fun. We, we always have a good time in Missoula.
0: That's great. Yeah. I have yet to be up there, but I've heard from you guys pretty much that... (laughs) You haven't been to Missoula? No, I haven't, but I need to get up there to go to a concert or something. We need to go. Yeah, I agree. Maybe
1: Halloween. Yes.
0: That sounds a little spooky.
1: True. Scratch it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So let's get into kind of some of the interview questions a little bit. We haven't really touched on any of those. Leach, what are you you working on right now?
2: Um. Besides your truly... I'm drinking a Truly right now. <laughs> I, I switched from, yeah, I switched from my uh, Miner's Gold to a Truly, And I'm working on a mountain tumbler. So that's kind of like, we we got some inspo. I don't, I can't even remember who it was on this cool mountain design. And we love the mountains. So we decided to make our kind of own mountain design. And it's kind of, our, I think it's one of our fan favorites. It's, <laughs> it's a joke. <laughs>
1: All of the GP fans just <laughs> rave about the mountain tumble.
2: <laughs> our two hundred <laughs> followers.
1: Yeah, I don't know if we can quite say like fan favorite, but it's. Okay. I feel like it's become a staple piece. It's one of our, it's one of our signatures. Yeah.
2: Okay. So I'm, I'm working. I'm carving it. So we throw it, and then you have to let it dry out, and then you trim it, and then Claire. I'm trimming, and Claire's carving. So. Excellent. Process.
0: Excellent. We'll grab. I'll grab some pictures of that. And then we'll throw that up and we'll link back to it. And maybe we can get you some more followers. How many followers did you say you have right now?
1: We're just shy of 300, right? Yeah. Can we say that? Yeah. Okay.
2: Not that many.
0: That's fair. It's hard. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. We're going for genuine followers too.
0: Yeah. People who actually like what they're Mm -hmm. seeing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because for a while we just had a lot of the Russian artists (laughs) follow us. Russian
0: fake accounts?
1: (laughs) Can I not say that? (laughs) Yeah. Is that... (laughs)
0: <laughs> <of that outfit. laughs> what what did you have?
2: Why is that weird? It's not weird. We if they were Russian artists, yeah, you know, to buy our product. So we're trying to go for. But more. I don't even know
1: if they were real people. Yeah. <laughs> like they they, might not have you guys anything.
0: were probably targeted <laughs> for the fake Instagram <laughs> accounts.
1: There is some serious Potter spam. Oh. Yeah.
0: Potter. what, does, what is does that do some like? Of it. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I spam people. No, <laughs> you don't. I like photos for uh, okay.
0: What is Potter <laughs> spam?
1: Well, I was thinking like fake accounts okay. or people just like, I'm thinking like so I go through hashtag
2: pottery and like a bunch of photos that yeah. we genuinely like, so it's not spam, and try to get followers that way.
0: Yeah, that's what Instagram's all about. I think you go on there and comment. I I don't like the ones where you see a ton of comments and it's like oh first comment, yeah first comment follow back things like that. That's yeah.
1: We like find ideas from it i feel like we've gotten a lot of inspiration from instagram there's a really cool like intense pottery community on instagram aside from the potter spammers <laughs> there's also like genuine like really cool um pottery instagram accounts. so if anybody's looking for inspo check it,
0: Is it where else do you get your inspo mm.
1: i think that's like the number one place really for a while you were kind of on a pinterest kick do pinterest sometimes
0: that's right that's where i get a lot of mine i honestly what? have
1: been getting inspo from like like last week we went
2: to this old cafe for hunting names oh. there yeah yeah and like they're the mugs that they serve us in that like really old cafe like the mugs like you're like oh this handle feels cool yeah i take a picture it's like oh let's try to replicate it
1: yeah totally and there are also some really awesome like bozeman local artists so like looking at that their work i think is inspiring
0: do you go on and try and find YouTube videos on how to do that, or do you just kind of play around with what you know, or what? How do you how do you replicate something?
2: We've been trying to play around with what we know, but uh, recently we got a work that is something that we've never done before, and we're not cl- like super used to throwing that kind of form. So we've been doing YouTube for that. That's okay. Helped.
0: And uh, do you think that you're going to be able to? You know, it's something new for you. So what what's it like trying? Something new. Have you kind of gone through? uh Have you have you messed a couple up?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't know.
1: Yes, we have messed them up. But I also feel like we've gotten really good at being like, okay, great. This idea isn't working, but this could possibly be something else. It's uh yeah. We're messing up a lot less.
0: Okay, good.
1: And just like learning to adapt, or like realizing, okay, for whatever reason, the clay this will today does not want to like make the form that i originally intended but maybe it could be a ring dish
0: there you go so it's like uh yeah just work with what you got
2: yeah and we've learned we've also learned like people don't know what they want yeah like sometimes people are like oh they're very specific and they're like do this this and this but that doesn't look good in pottery form or like how we throw so we're like instead we're gonna do this and then they like it
0: and it turns out pretty good
1: yeah well I hope. No, that's true. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's kind of you. You have the freedom to do that, I think. I mean, it's art. your your art, right? We're,
2: we're artists.
0: <laughs> I asked you before I asked you a couple weeks ago, do you consider yourself more artist? Do you guys consider yourself artists now? I don't. That was not from Elise.
1: I don't. <laughs> I like I don't really think of. I And maybe it's because this is not either of our like actual jobs. This is way more of like a hobby and passion project. Um, so I don't know. I think that that like title of artist seems a little bit far-fetched for what I do what in do you a think? garage. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you,
0: what is an artist? Claire.
1: I don't What is an I think like somebody who dedicates their life to a craft. Okay. And I don't think that that's what's necessarily happening here. I think that we found like a hobby that we're both really passionate and excited about. Um, and it is maybe but I don't know if like be m- as a person is an artist
2: I think we make more like functional pottery yeah there so you I go. feel I don't I think it is somewhat art but I really think of what we do is functional like making your life easier and cooler and okay better.
0: I kind of have like so part of the podcast is I have kind of four types of people that I want to interview one are artists another is a maker another is a content creator and another is an entrepreneur and they all kind of mix and mash throughout wow. the whole thing but i kind of see uh you guys uh, kind of as makers and what i say a maker is is somebody who's uh doing something obviously that's pretty artistic but is super practical and is very useful so i think that is, our definitions line up is good is seal coding
1: a maker is seal Would you coding. you a maker
0: uh no definitely not
1: are you an entrepreneur
0: Uh, probably more entrepreneur with the with uh with yellowstone pavement solutions for sure but with this i'd content creator that's like writing or podcasting podcasting and stuff like that
1: i like that maker i i would agree with that i think that we'd fall under that umbrella
0: yeah kind of like make furniture that that's what i think about a maker is somebody who makes like furniture or somebody who makes pottery or something like that
2: who makes websites what would they be we're trying to make a website mm. now it's hard
0: <laughs> we need somebody to respond listening to the podcast to help them make their website how are you trying to make your website Wic- right now
2: wix tells you it's easy and then you go they're
0: lying they're it's lying
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, are there. you trying to make it so on, on wix up. or what are you trying to make it on
1: yeah wix this has really been your project, Elise. I've not contributed very much to the website. So and it looks good so far what you have. It's just it's time consuming. It's more
0: it like, definitely is, like yeah.
2: Probably when people walk into a store and are like, Oh, this mug I could make that or this painting I could make that and then you go to try to actually do it and you're like, Shit, this is hard. Oh my god.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That is something this has like taught me to appreciate artists and makers and probably entrepreneurs in every category you were talking about so much more and like the amount of work that goes into crafts or making or art or... Oh, yeah. Yeah, businesses.
0: How much time did you think you'd have to dedicate to this type of thing when you first started?
2: I mean, when we first started, it was totally like a hobby. Like we were like just making it for us and our moms and grandmas that (laughs) think our uneven bowls are cool. (laughs) And then, I don't know, we progressed really fast, and we're like, oh, let's make a business. I think because people were like, oh, my gosh, I want to buy your stuff. We're like, wait.
1: (laughs) Wait a second. Yeah. I mean, how much time do we dedicate to this?
0: Yeah, so when you first started, you were kind of, you looked at this as totally a hobby. And you, so kind of just, what? how did it change for you? As It's only been a little bit. Like, you guys are just just starting out i think
1: we started i was looking back at our instagram i think our first instagram post was in july yeah and we were probably going earlier than that it took us a while to like start yeah 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 it was probably since may um so a little over six months probably okay (laughs) okay yeah so i was well first of all elise and i both had taken pottery like lessons prior to this. So Elise took a class actually in college well, high school and college, yeah, elise Um and I was in clay club in college. <laughs>
0: clay club.
1: <laughs> That's a true story. Uh yeah, huh? I was in clay club. And cool. actually so I <laughs> I graduated early from college and snuck into clay club this <laughs> semester. <laughs> this this sounds
0: like a Steve Jobs story almost a little yeah
1: it's not it's not nearly nearly, but I I like I I can't even remember how like what had to go on but I had to fudge like my graduation deadline when I was applying for clay club for my last like semester but I loved it so much so I and I'm like painfully honest so this caused me serious anxiety (laughs) to do um but then my like key card to get into the clay club studio would not work so i would Uh-oh. have to stand outside and wait for somebody to get in and be like hey can i come in too <laughs> <laughs> and break my way into clay club this is the first time i've actually admitted that story yeah, to anybody no, I've
2: never i've never heard yeah. this story
1: <laughs> so i was in clay club um and then after college i well once i moved to bozeman i took a class two classes at the emerson um, And they were randomly selling all of their wheels, their old kick wheels. Okay. And so Elise and I jumped on that. And.
0: Hundred bucks. One hundred dollar. Nice. <laughs> How did I? Wait, what's the Emerson?
1: I don't. I. I feel like I'm gonna fudge this. So you should look up exactly what it is. It's oh jeez. It's an art and cultural center in Bozeman. Um, a big nonprofit, and they offer tons of. Like spaces for artists, and then also classes, and the classes are awesome. um So if anybody's interested in getting into clay in Bozeman, I think any any
2: sort of art, any sort of art that Emerson offers, and I mean, you go to concerts, you can walk around on a rainy day and look at all their stuff.
1: I don't know, it's cool.
0: Very cool. I haven't been over to the Emerson yet.
1: Yeah, you should check it out.
0: Yeah, looks cool. So that's cool. So you got into it just through classes and stuff, and then you started making your own stuff. And next thing you know, people want it.
2: We found a need. I didn't like the kick wheel.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So we took the kick wheel back because originally we were just going to split it, split time on the kick wheel. So, I mean, that's something that's sort of unique is like right Right. away we thought together this was going to be two nights that lasted. Yeah. But right away it was like Elise and like this is something for Elise and I like this is this was never just like one of our things this was always like a together mutual passion project yeah
0: what, what's the what's the kick wheel that <laughs> she's pointing it's at it <laughs> it's a large stone
2: it's heavy it's probably over 100
1: pounds definitely
2: yeah it's it's really heavy so you kick it and it rotates the wheel so it's very um ancient
0: ancient <laughs> yes it's very it's a very traditional method of pottery. It's a traditional method. Yeah, which
2: is sort of cool. Yeah, super cool. So I hadn't learned that way, so I tried it one night, and then Claire and I tried sharing a wheel for one night, and I was just like, ah, uh, I like it too much. So I found this awesome, you know, Craigslist yeah electric wheel so yeah I bought it, and then you know now we're almost a thousand dollars in. So we're like, oh <laughs> shit, we gotta make money, and so we started, and
1: we did sort
0: of. So it's really, you kind of, you kind of did it to finance your, originally it might've been more to finance your,
1: no, that was never, that was never like the intention of like, okay, let's it. Yeah. It totally started out as a hobby. Uh, Uh and like money was never, was not like a, a driving force behind it at all. It's like, I love to do this. I know Elise loves to do this. Actually, Finances but in the opposite direction of like Emerson classes are really expensive. Yeah. I can't take a third clay class at the Emerson Center and I really want to continue doing this. Um so almost like the opposite of making money but saving money.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Invested in the future, maybe. Yeah. Uh, so what do you guys think about so Emerson classes are super expensive. Expensive. Do you think do you ever think that you two would put together classes for anybody?
2: Uh yeah. We're working on Maybe. some we're working on some uh, future projects. None of it's set in stone, uh-huh. but I mean we definitely have like business plans to we see like needs of like community clay center.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I think we hope to expand. Yeah. But also and like yes, the Emerson classes are expensive, but this is an expensive hobby too. So, we why they're expensive. Yeah, we get why they're expensive and the teachers at the Emerson are awesome. Um, so right. it's like a good, if you're, if you're wanting to get into it and like, it's going to be, it's going to be an expensive hobby and you'll have to invest some money into it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Elise, what did, what did you, uh, so you tell me a little bit about your college or high school courses you, you took or what did you do to learn?
2: So I was for, I think Brainerd's awesome because they're fortunate enough to have Clay as like an elective. So I did two semesters of that, which is awesome. And all the teachers were super great. Um, I originally learned how to throw backwards. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that later got corrected in my, I think, second year of high school, Clay. So that was funny.
0: Um, and then uh, I Backwards, did. like, I thought you meant, like, sitting backwards on the wheel? No. Behind like your you back? You put your hands in a certain direction. I learned the opposite. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: But she was great. So then, we, yeah, we just i did high school and loved it spent a bunch of time in that studio and then i took a college class when i was in uh north dakota for my one semester there you go yeah. nice and she was so intense and i was telling claire last night like she would be like okay next week 25 mugs are due and i mean even for now like if someone ordered 25 mugs for the next week, for the next week like we would be like what so she was so intense but i learned a lot so yeah i did that and then i took a big hiatus <laughs> and claire was in clay club and i was working And i was like oh i'm so jealous
1: no this was that clay club this was oh, the emerson Sorry,
2: <laughs> you're in emerson and i was like oh like i want to do that and and then yeah then when the kick wheel came up i was like okay let's restart it now's the time yeah so i've always wanted to have a
0: a little studio, studio set yeah. up. Yeah, now you got an awesome studio and you guys so you guys have a kiln, two kilns or no, you had two kilns, we you sold, sold one kiln. Mm-hmm. Very cool. So, when you were doing uh that work with that lady, excuse me, that teacher who made you throw 25 pots a day. I've heard of uh if you work on one particular piece of pottery or one particular piece of whatever, you get substantially better yeah. at it. Th- would did she allow you to kind of uh do variable or do like dip multiple pots or was it all one pot or what was it so
2: she was like she was very strict so like i remember our first assignment was to throw 10 10 inch cylinders and like a lot of like i was fortunate enough i had already had pottery experience but this was called beginning to ceramics like wheel throwing class Uh so i felt so bad like like that's hard yeah yeah like claire and i have been trying to throw a foot cylinder and we're we're struggling so she'd like bring out the ruler and she'd be like that is not 10 inches and <laughs>
1: i love how all voices just automatically turn into your grandma <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> grandma voice <laughs> Anyways, she was super intense she made us do like i think our projects for the semester were 10 cylinders 25 mugs I think we had to do 15 bowls I mean there was some variation but it was very structured but
0: how did that relate to your other classes do you think that was actually pretty challenging being a you know like relative to your other coursework
2: yeah I mean fitting in like other coursework on top of that was hard I spent over 20 hours in the ceramic studio and I wasn't I was like I'm not even an art major
0: yeah you took your classes back in north dakota you love those classes and you took a nice break how was it getting right back into uh throwing how how did you do
2: very humbling because Clara just come off of the emerson classes so she was feeling pretty good and i was like oh i got this you know like looking you know i use i use my ceramics that i made in college every single day So it's like you know I can I had an expectation for myself and when you jump back into it it is extremely lower.
1: I couldn't (laughs) center. I think humbling. That's like the perfect word to describe like taking a break and then coming back. Even like after a week I'm like,
0: what is this? Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. It seems like whenever I take a break doing anything, I can't wait for next year seal coating going back into it. It takes a while to get into the flow. Yeah. Absolutely absolutely um let's see so is there anything that you guys think you're that uniquely qualifies you to do pottery or yeah. no <laughs> no
1: <laughs> no i do not think that we are uh, like uniquely uniquely qualified i think
0: do you think you have any <laughs> skills that are
1: i i think that we've developed skills i don't think that like either of us started off being able to throw mugs one after another I think that like I mean we've we've just talked about this how much better and like quicker we're able to to get orders done now than when we first started so I think pottery is especially one of those skills that you have to put the time into uh and we've been fortunate or crazy enough to be able to put the amount of time needed to kind of build on the skills right Uh, but it's definitely (laughs) I don't think I don't think we're like innately qualified to be a potter
0: but you're willing to dedicate the time to it and that's probably the biggest thing is the willing the willingness to kind of give up the other stuff that you've been doing yeah
1: i mean i've neglected all other duties in my life (laughs) (laughs) for pottery like i no longer go grocery shopping (laughs) i have like fresh out (laughs) yeah like i i have not gone to the gym lately and i'm blaming it all on this pottery studio (laughs) um yeah yeah Potter
0: and pot- Setem, Potter exactly. and Yeah, that's a great name too look at that uh so what what do you what what both of you what's your uh, favorite part about garage part potters
2: i i just love like coming home from my day job and like you know you're maybe a little uptight and claire and i crack a beer and come out in the studio and our significant others come out sometimes and we all just chat and Get to make cool stuff for people. And people are so excited when
1: they get it. Yeah, that is cool. Like, pottery for me, so, like, the morning, like, Sunday night and Monday morning when you wake up and you're like, ugh, real life. Like, ugh. Like, pottery for me is the exact opposite. It's what I look forward to um, during the workday and then also just, like, throughout the week. So it's been, like, a fun hobby. I think my favorite part, this is true, you're going to get, like, all annoyed at me saying this but I think my favorite part is like how easily we work together like it's really become like a, a social Why would I, be annoyed I don't know it feels a little like ooey gooey <laughs> but it's like we come out here and like throughout the day we'll send each other pictures of in like potential pottery pieces we can make or ideas and then I mean so many pieces we've like I've thrown and Elise has trimmed or vice versa and then Like, it has become such a collaborative, like, social, I don't know, part of of my day. I
2: agree. I would never talk to my sister-in-law, you know, probably every hour or more if we didn't have this. So, I think that's kind of fun.
1: I know. That is really fun. And I also, I work remotely, so I don't get, (laughs) I don't have, like, that, like, bounce ideas off of each other in the workplace. Like, that's not something that happens, but this is really, like, I don't know a a space that we can bounce ideas and like actually create something tangible
0: yeah work with a partner really close on something cool what, what do you uh you guys don't have to answer this but do you think that you uh certain things from or each person kind of contributes something to the to the group dynamic
2: totally I think I think it depends on the project like we we each kind of, sometimes, I don't know, projects are weird, like, sometimes we just naturally, we don't assign it to someone, but, like, naturally, like, someone will take the lead, and we kind of alternate, and then we both have our different, like, ideas, and then someone comes up with a really cool idea, and then we go with it. Yeah, okay. But it depends on the,
1: on the project, I think. Yeah, we definitely haven't, like, siloed, Elise is the plate person, well, actually, plates might be yours, (laughs) (laughs) but... A, that's kind of the only piece. Yeah, I don't do plates. <laughs> uh, but that's sort of the only piece that has been like totally siloed. And that's not necessarily intentional. I should get on that more. Um, but it's really like such a shared experience. But we do, I think, something that is important for people working together is we hold each other accountable and I think are really critical and open to criticism from the other. So, I mean, like, I don't know, an example would be like we have this clay body that Elise asked if we should get more of, and I was like, No, it's an ugly color. Why <laughs> would we do that? But it's become like it's become like an okay thing to voice criticism or opposition to something, and I think that's important. Yeah. To our dynamic.
0: Great. Yeah, that's huge. I I that's for sure huge. What's the, where do you guys get your uh well the not so ugly <laughs> clay
2: We get most of our clay from Helena okay so that's a two-hour drive one way for us so uh we love the Archie Bray and it's a nonprofit up there and they get clay or make clay and we get it from there and then Claire and Colin have also driven out to Spokane
0: oh wow why why would yeah. you go to Spokane and <laughs> well, compared to Archie Bray
1: <laughs> colin lives there yeah not not intentionally but there's a a distributor out in spokane that we really like the the dark chocolate clay yeah that
0: really is cool
1: is a georgie's clay that is sold it comes from oregon portland i don't know we should you'll have to fact check yeah (laughs) i I will i will check us on that um somewhere in oregon but they don't distribute any further east than spokane
0: really cool and you said it's a georgie's what's a georgie's clay
1: it's the
2: brand name. Oh, okay. and I think we've emailed them a few times. I think their last name is Georgies. Fact check. Fact check. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> Fact check. So do but you guys? Ha- we always try new clay. Like yeah, Bridget, um, my mother-in-law, my mother, <laughs> picked some up in Canada for us. Okay. So that was super cool. Yeah. So I mean, we we're like, we always, Maybe that's a fallback. We like always have like 50 pounds of one kind of clay. And then we kind of find what we want, find what we
1: don't like, and then we're like, oh, no, we ran out of it. Yeah. Wh- I think that's, like, an important part of where we're at right now is really developing what we like and, like, our style and, yeah. like, s- staple clay bodies or c- staple shapes. So right now we're kind of just, like, we have a lot of a lot of different clays we're working with.
0: What makes a good clay a good clay?
1: Oh, boy.
2: Uh, Color, how it fires with the glaze, how it throws...
1: Yeah, like there's this one clay that, I, that that was one I was talking about before that I do not like at all. And, <laughs> and it, it throws really nicely. So it has like some grit and stability when you're throwing with it. But it fires yellow, this horrible yellow color. Um, so and that's you can't not like great. throw
0: a glaze. O- or I, I suppose the color of the clay really influences how the glaze looks. <laughs> Who do you look for as teachers or inspirational people when you're? Uh, do you have anybody who you'd like to mention? Give a shout out to.
2: I okay. So who I wrote down? I wrote down Claire because I think you're very inspirational, and then I wrote down our significant others, Luke and Colin, because we go to them and they're like kind of part of the process and hear all the gripe and good things, and then they're super critical, like in a good way. Like they're like, oh, this wor-. like outside. Claire and I will stare at it for like an hour and we'll be like, we don't like this. And they're like, it looks great
0: right it is hard to be your own critic it's super hard to be be your own critic
1: so they're good critics and then honestly just instagram Uh, that's what i was gonna say like again the instagram clay community so we've run into like actual in person um some some like i don't know some prickly clay people, maybe, is <laughs> an appropriate way to put it. Okay. Um, but the Instagram clay community, we've reached out to other potters and asked about, like, glazes or clay bodies that they're using. And they've all been so kind and welcoming and, like, willing to share tips and tricks. And that's been a cool community. Pretty cool. Yeah.
0: Have you guys had anybody reach out to you?
1: We've had some people reach out to us. We recently
2: are collabing with, like, a local gal, which is going to be pretty fun. And then... We talk about our mug swap. Yeah, yeah. So Claire and I had this fun idea where we're like, okay, you can get so much inspiration from other people. Uh-huh. Like, even though, I mean, technically you're like competing with them. Or I don't know if that's the right word, but kind of for like customers. Yeah. Or even ideas. Like, you don't, you never want to steal somebody's idea. Yeah, that's a big fine line. But so we thought of this idea. We're like, hey, let's do a mug swap. So it's like you get mugs from all these other potters and then you – you know talk about them on your Instagram or whatever platform you want to use. So we arranged that kind of all over the country. We have like a Florida, East Coast, West Coast people, five oh, five cool. other potters. So Very cool. Once once the ho- I think we all decided once
1: like the holiday rush dies down, we're going to all swap mugs. So Very cool. Yeah. I think it's a cool opportunity to like build each other up cuz so often especially when yeah. we're in like fields where you're like you said sort of competing in a weird way. Um, it's nice to acknowledge, like, hey, your work is awesome.
0: Yeah, that's very Done. cool. I think that I think that's an awesome way to bring everybody in the in the pottery community together. And you don't often get to really actually have an interaction with anybody on Instagram. So to get something from them and to talk to them and kind of be their critic maybe would be yeah. kind of cool.
1: I mean, that's so cool about Instagram or social media in general. Probably right now is that you're able to connect across the country slash world um with like a shared interest
0: yeah absolutely
1: and one more thing
2: on that i thought like every so i'm like oh my gosh because our goal is like five people i was like we are going to have to message like 20 people to get people to say yes yeah we messaged six five or six people every single person responded no was so awesome and said yes that's
0: that's so that kind of really I was cool like,
1: what yeah. yeah it's really an uplifting group
0: what is what is one of the most important issues that we face right now as a collective society? And how do you think that your work or life influences that issue?
1: I think that the world right now is just on such a fast, like, Shut tempo. Up. That literally is what I wrote down. Hell <laughs> yeah. <I> <laughs> that is what I wrote down. I'm not kidding. We totally didn't share answers. <laughs> I'm happy I get to go first. Well, we can build up for each other then um i do i think the world is just like so fast-paced and everything um happens and we tend to not like listen to one another Uh and i think pottery in general i mean so uh, there are a couple like avenues you can go with this of like how pottery helps people slow down one is just like picking up a piece of pottery and looking at it and recognizing all of the intricacies is this what you're gonna say i have (laughs) this (laughs) typed up in my car (laughs) so sorry This is weird. We're on the same brain (laughs) place. So just, like, picking up a piece of pottery, and you can honestly, and I don't know if this is just my brain and Elise's brain, but you can get lost in a piece of pottery. Like, the intricacies of the glaze and the colors pooling together and the shape. um, So that alone, like, helps somebody slow down. But also then, like, the act of what you do with pottery. So most of our pieces are mugs or plates or functional pottery, as we've talked about before. And the act of, like, Sitting down and sharing a meal or sharing a cup of coffee and conversation with another person, I think, um, in itself helps people one, slow down, and then like two, learn from another person. Yeah, that's
0: excellent. That's great.
1: Elias, how would you <laughs> like to answer this? One?
2: <laughs> <laughs> I am just weirded out because that is seriously exactly like I have minorly prepped for this <laughs> podcast. And uh-huh. like, so like, I literally prep before five minutes before leaving, and I'm like, oh God. I'm going to type down like my first thought. Uh-huh. So, I like saw that question at the end and I was like, eh, there's a, there's a lot of issues right now. <laughs>
0: yeah, there are. There are. But I'm
2: like, okay, I'm going to like really think. And I said the same thing. So, I said I think everyone is like disconnected from other people. Yeah. Um, which I'm also to blame for that. I spend a lot of time on my phone.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as with a ton of people, me included.
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean it's hard not to. So I feel like I don't know. Like when we make like cool pottery, I'm like, oh, let's have people over for dinner and have like let's eat salsa out of this bowl that you know we just made. Or I'm trying to think of like other art forms. I don't know. When you hang something cool up on your wall, you're like, hey, like let's have someone over. Or if you got your driveway seal coated.
0: There we go. Shout okay. out to YPS. Shout Maybe you'd want to have people
2: over it. So I don't know. I think like any sort of like art or service makes you appreciate like what that other person did for you.
0: Right. Right.
2: Rather than what the internet does for you, which is some stuff, but not everything.
0: What's your favorite thing about pottery and what's your least favorite thing about pottery?
1: Well, I, I feel like I already actually answered the favorite part, right? What? Or did you? I like work. I like working as a team. That like collaboration that we're able to do with pottery, right? What's yours?
2: I don't know. You can't say right after. <laughs> right. Song. I
1: don't know. Right, my answer is correct? <laughs> yes,
2: that's a correct answer. What would you say? My favorite part? Yeah. My favorite part, I really like working as a team. And I really really like making functional pieces for people and they're like, "This is my favorite coffee mug to drink out of." I mean, I made my friends mugs 2013 so that's five years ago and they still like maybe they just do this to be nice but they still send me snapchats of like drinking on my mug and I mean when people I'm not like trying to put in a plug for pottery but kind of when people buy pottery I mean that realistically could last them 200 plus years so I think it's cool I think it's cool like making things that last forever and it's fun using it and
1: yeah. And it becomes like a staple of that person's day. Yeah. Doesn't mind. Yeah. That's
0: <laughs> very cool. So is that, Nate, so what, no. what do you like? Yeah, sure.
2: Nate, how have you enjoyed drinking coffee out of your garage potter mug?
0: Yeah. So they made me a garage potter mug. I helped them out with, uh, I was kind of their intern a little bit, worked on some glazes, some glazes that turned out good. Some that turned out not so good
1: all part of the process yeah so i guess that's
0: part i'm learning i'm learning what it's like to be a potter <laughs> but i i love that mug and i uh that's my everyday coffee mug so i use that thing every day and every day i think about the garage potters when i'm drinking <laughs> out of it
1: <laughs> there you go perfect <laughs> okay that's the next one <laughs> what's so what's your least favorite what's the least
0: what's the least favorite part about pottery then
1: Okay, what do you think yours is? I want you to answer first. I don't steal <laughs> yours because we might have similar ones.
2: Um, my least favorite part about pottery is being a hypochondriac and worrying about <laughs> the dust <laughs> and the glaze. Like, So technically, if you breathe in a bunch of uh, clay dust that contains silica and that's not good to breathe in and we try to have the best practices of minimizing our dust but we don't Uh always follow that so i think sometimes when i think about it i get a little nervous so that's that's probably and i think like my fireplace is black we dust it off every week and there's like a thick layer of clay dust oh really inside your house so
1: i mean it's it's messy that's probably my least favorite part Yeah, yeah i was gonna say so i have like I have two parts of that. Uh, Yeah, definitely the cleanup is one of, like, I hate cleaning up. It's such a mess every single day in here. Um, And I think Elise had a great quote last night of, like, what did you say? (laughs) Most of you.
2: Growing so we can avoid cleaning up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's just, like, like, let's keep doing this because you know the cleanup is so horrible, but then you have to do it because you just, I mean, I leave here smelling like carcinogens (laughs) pretty much every night. What I was going to say is pricing. I think, like, since we started mm. to kind of, like, transi- transition into selling some of our pieces, yeah. the pricing part of it has been really difficult for us, um, especially c- because most of the people who are buying and, like, excited about our pottery are our friends of ours, um, our family members, so kind of asking for – uh, so it's, like, putting a price tag on it. They're not even. They're not even asking for it. I
2: feel like in our heads we feel – Like we owe them a deal and
1: Uh, but it's like once you
2: total up the time, keep going.
1: Yeah. Yeah, no, exactly. Of like exactly like all of the people right now who are buying pottery, I love and would just love to just give the pottery to. But also since we're kind of moving into hopefully creating some type of business or like revenue creating opportunity, it's been difficult being like, Okay, great, I'll give you this mug that I may have previously just gifted to you and now asking for money in return and that was really awkward and uncomfortable but um i think it's something that artists have to deal with or even like any entrepreneur of like you used to um find people who value your craft or what you're making and you used to give it to them and now when you're transitioning it into a business you're having to ask you gotta make where
0: that money at yeah and that's
1: like a weird uncomfortable thing
2: especially because i mean we have so like, I wouldn't say so much money, but a decent amount of money and time invested into everything, Yeah, which we love doing. But, yeah, I mean, we, at the end we are trying to make some money from it.
0: Uh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: And I think people also don't realize the amount of time that goes into a pottery piece. Like, it is, so, I mean, it starts as a lump of dirt from the ground. You throw it on the wheel, which takes time. It goes through two firings, taking time glazing it trimming it like there are so many steps in order to like have a functional mug um that i think people when they see it in the store just like don't realize the amount of time and work that goes into it
2: or you could buy it from china for five dollars
1: do you want to talk about world market
2: yeah so we are protesting world market right now <laughs> um you didn't ask us this name but we're gonna talk about it okay good good so we i love world market i just bought some pillows from there yeah you just <laughs> you
1: just have new world market purchases
2: yeah but you go to their kitchen section and i'm like wow like this looks a lot like hand thrown pottery weird and then you look at the price tag and it's like one plate five dollars and it's like whole like we have like double that in just cost like not in time yeah so it's like so, then you start analyzing it, and they, like, throw molds in China. It's all made in China, which they, you know, have to label. And they throw molds to make it look like handmade. So, it's, it's kind of ripping us off. It's to- it
1: totally sucks.
0: Yeah, it totally <laughs> it's sucks. It's not it an does. okay
1: thing. And they're even, like, it, and it's, like, false advertisement. They're, they're making in, creating, like, the throw line. So, if you feel a piece of pottery that's been hand-thrown, there are ridges. Um are we going over
0: time? No, nope, we're good. I'm okay. just, I'm, a, I'm always looking to check the volume.
1: Okay. There are ridges where your fingers are like molding the piece of pottery. And in the pieces at World Market, they have actually like machine created or however the are hell you they kidding do that. Me? The throw line. So it, you get it and it feels and looks like a hand thrown piece, huh. but it has a price tag of $5, a fraction of the price that it would cost to actually hand throw a piece of pottery. And we are just totally torn up about this. And <laughs> <laughs> it's become a huge issue in the this GP studio. Bad.
2: Yeah. Like, even Target, like, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Like, this is a manufactured piece of pottery, which right, right. that has its own cool whatever. We're totally, that's fine.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, that is. Like, that in itself is a cool yeah. thing to, to get.
2: But Target is not trying to full-blown rip makers and artists off, whereas World Market is.
1: Well, I don't know if we can say that. Let's back up, <laughs> right? I
0: don't, and, I don't. And it's probably like a they're they're marketing to a specific group of people who probably would never buy. uh How much is a plate for you guys?
1: Depends on the size of the plate. Now you're getting into awkward talk, Nate.
0: It, bring, it brings down the value, though, you know, it like does. it brings down your overall value when you look at it or yeah. when a customer goes and it looks at it and feel goes
2: bad for charging people the price that we do. But we don't. Yeah, we try to just charge people for our time materials and then, you know, a little extra to feed our families.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But then when you're comparing the our prices to world market, I mean, you just can't. Compare.
0: Yeah, it's really it's super unfair.
1: Bullshit.
0: Yeah. Maybe what you should do is get on Instagram, team up with all those other
2: All our Insta homies. All your Insta homies. We have a lot of, of insta homies.
0: Lots and you should uh create a hand thrown stamp. And it should be on the bottom of all your pots. Hand thrown certified.
1: People care? Well yeah, that's the other thing. Maybe not. Maybe it is like I mean, because we've had some people who have reached out to us wanting to buy pieces and they're like, Oh, we're a poor college student and we're like
0: i don't know you're not in our market but then yeah
1: <laughs> yeah well we're no but uh, but then it's like okay so yeah if if, if there is a customer who wants like hands-on look-alike pieces for a fraction of the price yeah there is a market for that right but it takes like the the artistic value and like genuineness out of a piece i think yeah a copy a picasso painting too and but what's that
0: shit shit yeah. <laughs> stupid though. Exactly. Well, there you go. I th- I say just put your prices as high as you can and find, seriously, find the, find the top of the market and then sell to those people. It is, it is it's totally on worth. it's totally worth some. Tangent. Yeah, this I think is a tangential. ton of people, Cut people <laughs> look at your stuff and see it as a super valuable thing because it is hand thrown. I, I Yeah. If you got the money, do it.
1: Thanks for having us,
0: Nate. Yeah. Thank you for uh, coming on thank to you. Utactio. there we go (laughs) so thanks a ton this has been the garage potters uh with claire and elise thank you both for coming on today i think we had a great conversation and to everybody out there listening remember the podcast is called utactio to remind you to get out there and to take action on the things that you've got to do in your life thanks a lot
1: thank you nate thanks nate